the shit's about to hit the fan. You're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the Did Cody do the right thing? We've got plenty of injuries to talk about. It seems the wrestling world has been cursed this month, possibly by somebody a lot more evil than Dan Housen. Hey yo, it's Thursday, and you know what that means. It's Max Wrestling episode 378. This is your Capitan speaking, along with LFA Moses Marquez. Top of the morning. Top of the morning, back home, back off tour. Back got home. all your equipment. Oh. Back with usable internet. Let's not forget that's my favorite part, usable <laughs> internet. It it was so it was so strange last week, like not having a microphone in front of you or anything. Dude, or a picture of Goldberg behind you. I was gonna say you're telling me that was honestly the thing that really mi- I missed the most. I was like, where's Goldie at? <laughs> of all the things to miss, Goldberg. Seriously though. Seriously. But no, I mean, um, yeah, no, I, I real truth told. I literally took every bit of my equipment. I think I even got a shot of it on the show. I don't remember. That's how tired I was doing that show. And the internet at this hotel was so bad. And I do mean just so bad. You couldn't, my, my, my normal, like when your phone is faster than Wi-Fi, you know there's a problem. Yeah. So I was like, yep, this is screwy. There's no way this is going to work. And then on top of that, apparently Verizon was like, hey, yo, I don't care about your podcast. You don't get no hotspot from us, Jack. <laughs> Like, oh. Trying to do a world class fucking podcast they with said, Sam fucking Roberts. And they said, "Yeah, well then go home." <laughs> um, we're, you're going to see a couple of changes this week. We got a couple of new segments, a uh, couple of new graphics. Let's see how it goes. Uh, we're just coming off Heck in a Cell, aka Hell in a Cell. Uh, I called Cody, it Heck in a Box all weekend, but I'm with it. Heck in a Box, I like it. We should do that every year now. Um, Cody wrestled with a freshly torn pec muscle. Was, yeah. was it brave or stupid or both? We'll discuss that in a little bit. Um, the summer of punk just got hit by a massive tornado. A swerve that absolutely nobody saw coming uh, as the House of Purple betray Edge. All this and more. But first, we'd like to know other people's horrible takes. So this is shit Mark say. OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Tell me you did not just say that. WTF thought he was dead, LOL. <clears throat> All right, so before we begin, uh, what do we have from the TikTok nerds this week? Is there anything from the TikTok nerds this week? Or have they been behaving themselves? Uh, we did have a couple of people. Um, and honestly, this is one of them is a bigger is a bigger name. One of them not so big. He actually kind of like got shunned for a little bit and had to go away. Um, apparently, uh, there are some makeup artists in the world out there, and there was a rumor going around that fucking Cody's torn pick, his as Pat McAfee says, he tore his tick, was fake, blew his and boob, he tore his boob. And I, I still love tore your tick, but he, it of all the things you can, you can try to. Spin, if you will, it's fake, bro. Like that shit was gnarly. In no way does anybody think that that was fake. And if you thought that was at all, like he had posted pictures of his fucking timeline, how it got worse and worse and worse. I did. I decided to stay away 
it was one of those things where I was I would I felt like I was just going to start to name call and belittle people. So I said, you know what, this is what I'm staying away from. But other than that, there's still a lot of talk of MJF and his promo. Being there yeah. at the LA forum, feeling the excitement in the in the arena, the entire thing, you know, obviously it's a great work. I love the entire thing. It's an and I've work. It, it's amazing. Like I said, literally, as Teddy says, you're in there, you know, with this hook and line and sinker. But the thing that I think tops it all for me is he, he's finally fitting that that pedestal that I put him on. I've said for a long time that he was one of the best heels in the business, if not one of the greatest of all time. So I've asked the question, Has is there anybody anybody face or hero a heel that at this young 26 years old was this like big and you can't say that he is this guy is he is as big as roddy piper is right now for the same exact reason he's 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 an excellent talker he's an excellent worker but he's never won a world title yeah but that's my whole thing it's he's he is he's 20 fucking six like that's the part that i keep who in the wrestling business at 26 years old has been this good? I can't think of anybody. And I'm even trying to think of the dudes in like Japan, maybe a Kabashi, maybe a Tanahashi. But yeah, at 26 I mean, years old, I don't know. I can't think of anybody. Like Randy won the world title when he was 24, but he still had a long way to go. He was, Yeah, he wasn't the promo that he is now. Oh, no. And that, that's what I'm driving at. It's not only is it in ring that polished and all of his matches are compelling, but he has literally taken the any part of the wrestling world by storm, from the casuals to the hardcores. You yeah. now talk about MJF. And this is, I've said this exact sentence, I think four months ago, five months ago, when the whole thing with Wardlow started and the whole thing with him and Punk was going on. And oh my God, MJF this and oh my God. It, it, there's this was all supposed to happen. This was going to happen. All of a sudden, more and more and more jumping on the bandwagon. I was on the bandwagon before there was a bandwagon. I was the guy walking around like, <laughs> "Hey, you heard of MJF? I, I already have a bank. Okay, leave me alone." Like that was the response I would get. And they've literally gone all in with this with this work. It is such a good work. Like they've taken all his merchandise off. They've taken him off the roster page. Um, TM, TNT and TBS have been asked to remove him from all That's right. yeah, uh, they promotional even got material. The executives involved. Yeah, it, it's so good. Um, all right, so from from the shit mark say, first up for this week, we have Thanks. Thrilking Idiot. Well, I'm sure the idiot part will fit him beautifully. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure about the Thrilking part. Uh, Mr. Thrilking Idiot says... Wrestling schools in general are a scam. You can learn everything you need to know from YouTube videos, legends, interviews, and podcasts, and your own backyards are bumping. Not a dollar spent. No, they are not, and no, the fuck you can't learn everything from YouTube. I mean, I, I, I'm, I know some people that have that lovely mentality of YouTube will teach you everything under the sun. <laughs> um, na- but... T- can it teach you how to work? And the answer to that is fuck no. Is is is, is YouTube gonna chop you? 
Is it going to yell at you when you bump wrong and you fuck yourself up? Is it going to ensure that you hit the ropes the right way without getting all this fucking bruising all over your back? Like, no, there's there's so much more to pro wrestling than even I understood. Okay, like, and again, I was a four-year amateur wrestler. Okay, I, w- I went there and I, well, I don't want to say like, oh, I did it all, but to, to, to those who did it, they understand. There's a grind. There's a five-day-a-week grind. You're getting up, you're running, you're eating, you're wrestling. That's you, you eat, you shit, you wrestle is what they would say. You know, <laughs> you, you, you sleep, you shit, you wrestle. And it was like, well, what about eating? Nope, you sleep, you shit, wrestle. All right. Well, I don't know how I'm shitting. I'm not eating. But anyway, that but that's the thing. There was a there's a grind to it. And if it, there's, you know, there's repetition, there's learning within the sport. There's learning how different guys are going to react. Not everybody's going to respond to you like the fucking dude on the YouTube video. Now that everybody's right. going to tell you, all right, dude, hit me with a drop kick. They may tell you, OK, I'm going to take you down. And you're like, huh? And now you don't know how to react. Because you think you know, because again, the fucking videos teach us everything. Which, if that was true, if that was really true, how, why are not how-to videos like the fucking most expe- like expensive <laughs> things in the world? Okay, you teach me at home how to do this. Yeah, no, you come on. Yeah, and like I think even Punk talked about it. Like he was originally self-taught backyard wrestling, mm-hmm. but he admits he learned a hell of a lot more from actually learning his craft. No, no, no. But yeah, no, he was act- uh Who did he get trained under again? Do we remember? Uh, I'm going to look this up. Yeah. I know he very... trained with Colt Cabana. I know he trained with Chris Hero, but who trained him? Who trained... I mean, probably would have been like Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah. Ace Steel, Fit Finley, Dave Taylor, William Regal. And- Jeez. I mean... Can you get mad at that at that group of dudes <laughs> right there? That's a that's one hell of a group of dudes to be. I don't. A Steel sounds so familiar. Why do he you look familiar, so familiar too? Who is he? He looks very very familiar. Oh yes, he does. And he works. With, so he had a Ring of Honor run, a TNA run, a small WWE run for three years. Uh, a Steel. Previous ring names: uh, Ace Steel, Chris Guy, Scott Colton, Donald Trump. Get the huh? fuck out of here! Am I missing something? I don't know. Yeah, he's <laughs> just probably recognizable face oh. being an extra. Oh, there was an episode of Raw in 2007 where they did Rosie O'Donnell versus Donald Trump. Ah, and he was the Donald. He Trump. was Donald Trump. That's terrible <laughs> and hilarious at the same time. <laughs> Fucking wow. I was so disappointed it wasn't the real Rosie O'Donnell and Donald Trump. And then that's right. Well, yeah, Dave Taylor and fucking uh, and William Ringle, the Blue Bloods, goddammit. Yeah, that, that's one hell of a... No wonder Punk was the best in the world. There you go, right? Learning from the best in the world. Yeah, he didn't just learn from YouTube. Well, YouTube wasn't really a thing when Punk was still internet videos were not a thing. <laughs> they were like, we barely know what the internet is. That's for nerds. Yahoo video. <laughs> You're probably a hundred on that one. Yahoo video sounds about right. That or AOL. Uh, oh man, AOL. Oh, we're dating the fuck out of ourselves <laughs> right now, dude. <laughs> I'm getting grayer by the second. Right. 
next up, we have Vince Licker model T87362. They just come on a production line. Yep, I was going to say production line. Uh, So No DQ posted about Tony Storm recently um, opening up on her time in WWE and how they crushed her love for wrestling. Uh, This particular Vince Licker says, whatever you guys can keep on putting out these hit pieces, people are not going to start watching WWE and start watching AEW if they haven't already. Me personally, I would rather quit watching wrestling than watch AEW. Then quit, please. Just, just yeah, quit. and just quit. But I mean, that's that's uh, we've said it now for the past couple of weeks. There is a force of habit in watching the E, and mm-hmm. some people, some people love pain in their life. Some people love anguish. More power Vin- to you. Vince Lickers are masochists. A thousand percent, dude. A thousand percent. But it is what it is, dude. To to each to each their own. If you really feel that strongly. It is what it is, but don't come to me and tell me you're excited about something that uh, that's more indie AEW style on a WWE thing and be like, oh, this was so innovative. Motherfucker, that's been a thing over here for a minute. But then again, yeah. I bet you this nerd is the same dude that was probably like, oh, well, you can have Stardust, and he's fucking literally singing that theme on the way to work. See, oh, I can already picture him. I used Fuck. to love that song. I don't mind it still. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying like I hate the fucking guy. I don't hate the guy. I'm actually loving his run. He's he's the only reason that's making me watch the E at all. Yeah, you he know? he is redeeming himself. But it's, but I, again, why does it have to come down to you either watch WWE or you watch AEW? It doesn't need to be a choice. It doesn't need to be a loyalty. If you like wrestling, you like wrestling. Oh, I mean, that's it. Yeah, you're just going to be like, you know, maybe if you really wanted to say something negative, you could be like, you know what? AEW is just not my cup of tea. Okay, leave it at that. You may like wrestling. You may not like all wrestling. I remember when I hated like anything hardcore. Yeah. Now I fucking watch GCW shows. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too strong on that, de- like death, death matches, but I like yeah, they get cringy. Yeah, um, they, get, they get cringy. But that last part, like, I would rather quit watching wrestling than watch AEW. When you ask them about it, why would you not want to watch AEW? Oh, because I watch WWE. That's not a valid reason. That's not a valid reason. I watch New Japan. Does that mean I also, you know, I can't watch Impact? I, do you only watch Tom Cruise movies? You don't watch any other actors? I still got to go see fucking Top Gun. Yeah, me too. And I fucking work in the place. Here, here's the problem, <laughs> though. And, and I've already told my wife. I said, if I fucking go see Top Gun... I will be one of those fucking nerds that will like try to grow out his mustache and then I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm rocking the stash. And she's like, please don't. I was like, come on. She's like, you will literally, she's like, you will definitely look the definition of like uh, like a Sanchez or like a Juan or whatever. I'm like, ah, fuck you. I, I have heard nothing but good things and it's very rare these days for a legacy sequel to be this good, apparently. Right. And, yeah, hey, and, but, and uh, I'm not even a Tom Cruise guy like that. <laughs> But yeah, that, short and sweet this week. These are marks, and that's the shit they say. Fucking nerds. So let's get in. We've already touched on it a little bit. Let's get into this week's uh, stories. So news broke on Sunday that Cody had torn his pec completely off the bone. Completely. But, completely. But that he was still going to wrestle that night. Now, Mr. Pessimistic over here thought, no way. You don't just decide to wrestle anyway with a torn pec. It, right. it doesn't happen. Okay. I'm sure that's not even legal. <laughs> right. But 
there's me just thinking, surely if this is legit, WWE wouldn't claim to compete, especially in a Hell in a Cell match. But they did, and he did. And the evidence was crystal clear. He definitely tore his back, and he was in pain that entire match. I still just can't really wrap my head around how and why he was able to compete. Like, why would they let him compete with a torn pec? So, so my guess is because it was completely torn off the bone, he wasn't going to do any uh, more damage. Now, the other thing I found out, because I had to do research. I love this. I listened to my favorite word. Uh, there is a pec major and a pec minor. Mm-hmm. If you tear your pec minor, it really does not affect you in any way. I mean, it'll be fucking painful as shit. I mean, obviously, but it, it like you're not gonna like fucking ruin yourself. If he did his major, oh yeah, you're fucking done, pal. You ain't doing jack. So he tore his pec minor, and it came completely off the bone. Uh, they did an M. I guess an, a quick MRI. You know, realized that if you really want to do this, you're not gonna put yourself in any real damage and any real danger to fucking you know further damage yourself. So I'm sure they turn around and maybe just said, here's a handful of bullshit or shot him up with a bunch of crap just to help him. And if you watch the match and it was great, I mean, I know some E dudes that are calling it five plus stars and this and this. You know what, dude? I said, if it's if it's that high on a list, uh, I'll give it a shot. And TSK ran it. I think we even gave it like a four and a half. We really enjoyed it. It was it was a fun watch. Very compelling story, which is something Cody does excellently. He's a storyteller. He is an old school storyteller. And that's something that I hope these E-fans see and get used to because that's what real pro wrestling is, a true in-ring story. But it was, if if you also pay attention to the match, they did all of one spot to his arm, which I still, like, I jumped out of my fucking seat. Like, why would you even do that one spot? (laughs) Like, why? And then of all things, you like rammed a chair into his side. No, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I'm kicking you in the balls for real. And the candlestick. Oh, hurt. <laughs> no, I just, it was, I'm just like any, I was just like, bro, if like you even breathe on his arm, I'm going to fucking fall in my own pain. Okay. Like yeah. it was so bad. Um, so he wasn't going to do any more damage. Um, he was going to be out for what six months for surgery and rehab. Either way, no matter where, oh, yeah. whether he competed or not, that was inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, so the crazy thing is, he didn't need an excuse for time off after that match. They were open and honest about it. He's torn his pec. He still wrestled the match. You could see he's injured. We would have understood if that was the last time we saw him for a few months while he got surgery. But he goes on the next night and gets attacked to be written off TV. You didn't need to be written off TV. We know. Like, oh, <laughs> bro, your injury angle was visible as fuck, my guy. <laughs> Talk about going all in. I mean, that's the, again, this is the one thing that we're going to get that we're getting from Cody that you wouldn't be getting from really anybody else in the fucking E. He's going to give you he just, oh God, just I, I don't understand the segment why he was there on Raw, but no. whatever. I don't I think mean, anybody would have watched Raw if he wasn't there and thought, why is Cody not there? No, <laughs> no, nah. they'd be like, oh, I hope he's got some fucking ice on that goddamn thing. <laughs> Shit. Um, but yeah, I guess that also means the Seth Cody feud is not over. So when Cody does come back, I mean, I'm predicting bold prediction, which is probably the most common prediction too. We see Cody back at the Rumble, and he either costs Seth the match or eliminates Seth in some way. 
we'll probably get another match before Mania and then Cody main events Mania. But, but, you, you, that's how they do it. They do love to, oh, let's fucking do an angle at Mania. At the uh, damn Rumble. It's like, why? Yeah, like, you're injured in the summer? Rumble. Rumble. <laughs> that's your epic comeback, pal. Um, this does, of course, kind of backs into a corner because we're thinking Cody's going to be the one to dethrone Roman, but if we're waiting till Mania now, what happens to Roman and The Rock? If that is even the plan. Yeah. That's just I a very heavy rumor, and it has been for a couple of years. More than a couple of years. It's well, yeah, ever since they announced takes... Hollywood. Yeah, and how, how long are we on? Like, almost, almost fucking four years ago. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be in Hollywood this year, wasn't it? And then they moved it to next year. So, yeah, it's been like a fucking four-year goddamn build. <laughs> in the shadows, even. But then again, like, it, it's also, like, something that they've uh, been playing up to, like, at least to my acknowledgement. I'm, I'm not acknowledging, but you know what I mean? Uh, it's been so fucking played up to and, like, fucked around and the whole nine yards and the mic bumps. And yeah. I, I feel like you fucking have to deliver on this right now. Do you really, do you really need Cody to have a fucking mania, big-ass mania? I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you do. But then again, you were in Hollywood and you're telling me you have an opportunity to bring in The Rock, who was probably the most. The, not, was he or was he? Eh, he was one of your biggest stars, if not yeah. the biggest. You know what I mean? I, 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 I really want to be like definitive, but I can't. And you know why? It's too many. But like, I don't think they're going to pass that opportunity up, especially no. now that he's an even gigantic or mega star. Oh, yeah. He. By far, he's the most successful wrestler turned actor ever. Million percent. <laughs> you know, and million. he's like one of he's gone from like professional wrestler to one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood, if not the. Who is constantly in a jungle? Yeah, dude, get out of the jungle, breath. <laughs> like, come on, man. Dwayne loves the jungle. Loves the jungle. And he's like, it brings me back to my roots back when I was Rocky Maivia. What by the way? By the way, I get to saw a fucking picture of that guy in fucking retro this week. And you know what? Dwayne making Black Adam is probably the only reason that um, Channing Tatum got the movie with Sandra Bullock in the jungle. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, that's another Black thing. Adam. Apparently his schedule is pretty clear next year for Mania season. Yeah, he's getting this big movie out of the way. This is the big movie that he's been wanting to do. So all, all the pieces of the puzzle are in place. We just need to see uh, if WWE is actually going to pull the trigger. There was a lot of peas in that sentence. That's how um, you would want it to be. Let's stick with WWE. So Finn Balor turned heel. Um, Edge is kicked out of House of Purple, a.k.a. the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, nobody saw it coming, but I think it's way too soon to break up the group. Do you know why? Well, yeah, now we know why. Um, Edge didn't want to go supernatural. WWE did. But, like, even the excuse they made on TV makes no sense. He was holding them back. He made them more relevant. They've only been a trio for a few weeks, and they won their first pay-per-view as a trio. How the hell was he holding them back? I don't know. I just, I can only imagine, like, how that meeting went. He's like, hey, so Edge, we're 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 gonna have to do the supernatural thing, and boss, I told you I don't want no part of that. Okay, uh, get the fuck out. What you fucking heard me? Somebody call Finn, <laughs> and just boom, there it goes. 
just like that, Jack, because you don't want to do it. Get the fuck out, and this guy will do it. Which is, I guess, okay. I don't, it just, it's like, yeah, it's so, even like, I, because I, I'm with you. Like, I liked them as a trio. I was, I wasn't even, you know, Judgment Day is still the worst fucking name ever. But it, it, I was liking this. And you literally didn't go a month. Like, you, you, you need to give us something, something to fucking chew on, bud. Like, you literally, like, what it, what it is in this instance is like, we just got our appetizer, and now, bam, here's fucking dessert. I'm like, wait a minute, what? And they, they align with one of the guys that they beat. Mm-hmm. Weird. Fucking weird. It don't make no sense, but I, I compared it to Seth turning on the shield. Because even though that was a huge moment and nobody's ever going to forget about it, Again, it kind of didn't make much sense because they just beat Evolution the night before. They were they were unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Seth yeah, really were. had no reason to like turn on the Shield, join Triple H, other than maybe he wants to be a world champion. But you probably could have done that as part of the Shield. Yeah, that, that could have been the thing. But yeah, no, it, it no, yeah, shock factor for sure. But I mean, I I don't I don't know if it was like a good shock factor in this instance as more of a just like a why. But yeah, like my reaction was, what the fuck? That was that was most people's reaction, even our, mine from afar. Like, why? But the, okay, I figured that just meant fucking maybe Edge is hurt. I was like, up, oh, he's hurt. Kick him out of the group. I love how all the reports came that they've moved him to the babyface side of the Raw roster. I didn't even know there was two separate rosters. Oh, yeah, you guys over here and you guys over here. <laughs> you're the good guys, you're the bad guys. But I was a bad guy, lad. You go over there. You get in the Scott Hall section. I this I love <laughs> it. But, you know, uh, that's that's what I'm hearing as well. It's, you know, because of, uh, uh, of Cody going down and them just having a lack of stars. And apparently Roman's not even going to be on TV until fucking July. Yeah. That's right. what I'm hearing. And then he's not coming back to pay-per-views until... Whatever pay-per-view comes at the end of July. Oh, money in the bank. Money in the bank. So that's the only time he's scheduled to come back. So they're desperate for fucking stars. That's why I'm sure Bobby Lashley's getting a push. He's going to mm. you know, become a big name for a minute. Um, I'm sure they're going to try to have Edge go face again. We still got AJ, too. Still got AJ. Uh, fucking that's another thing. Yeah, I was Riddle. liking the pairing of aj and finn I just, I, uh, two former bullet club leaders like they, they are literally like putting together cool little teams and then just like you know what uh, what about you okay well then then you and we're just gonna take you out of this okay there we go we like it's, this now like what the fuck it's almost like they're making it up as they go along Oh, you mean you mean those rumors of Vince McMahon tearing up the the, the whole entire fucking story at twelve thirty and rewriting it by four thirty is not fucking false. I'm sure he does that every week. I would be so pissed. Mm-hmm. Every fucking week, you show up, you're like, "All right, cool. I bet you I know what I'm doing this week." And you go and you're like, literally, as you get out of your car, you're like, "All right, cool. Uh, match with such and such. Sweet. All right, let me go get ready." And you go in the back, and maybe you eat real fast, and you get a little pump in, and all of a sudden you go back, and the whole fucking thing is white, Jack. It's fucking <laughs> blank. And you're like, what happened to my segment? 
You're like, oh, don't worry, we'll, we'll get you back. Five, ten hits, and you still don't have a segment, and you fucking got all hot and sweaty and oiled yourself up, and you're walking around in your gear to be told you ain't doing shit. Yeah, that's literally life on Monday Night Raw. Maybe even SmackDown, too. I would be so pissed. And then there's some people that are just like, but they pay you well, so shut up and take it. Okay, I mean, but see, there's, there's the difference of the mentality, though, as you and me mm-hmm. are like, I would rather just not like, don't get yeah. me wrong. Do I want to make money and do nothing? Absolutely. Like that sounds like everybody in America, you know, we want to do nothing and gets paid for it, but it's the truth. You know, we, especially in my instance, I've fucking worked hard enough. Damn it. I want to go to fucking school and finish. Like, let me sit at home for two years and get this degree. And then I'll fucking go back to the working world. But that's, that's, that's it's the mentality. You know, it's you fucking, you got to work. God damn it. Yeah. And if it's something like wrestling, which you have probably spent your life, like, perfecting, it's your passion. Why would you want to get paid to just sit and do nothing? Yeah, why are you, like, you're really excited. Okay, I don't care how big my bank account looks. You're telling me that you went out there for 17, 18 years, wrestled this fucking thing just to get here to sit in the back with the Miz eating Pizza Hut wings because you're not on this week. Yeah. And you weren't on last week. And you weren't on the pay-per-view. But you're the IC champion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, like this, we do this for free. But if somebody paid me to never do it again, nah. Nah. I like doing this. Exactly. It's, a, it's about the passion. If you ain't going to use me, don't waste my time. Right. Let, let me go somebody that will use me. Exactly. Utilize my time. Um, all right. Two big stories from WWE. That's about it, really. Uh, CM Punk's world title celebrations are cut short. Very, very short. We were here celebrating last Thursday, and then, of course, Friday, he made the announcement. Um, he, he didn't quick. say exactly what he broke, but I assumed it was his foot. But The rumor JR, is he broke his foot. But then JR was like he had surgery on his lower leg. So I'm like, what, what, what did he actually break? So that's what I don't know. I'm thinking... I thought worst case scenario, he tore his ACL or his yeah, MCL. That would have been really bad. You know, he fucked up uh, a knee ligament. Um, they're saying it's a broken foot. Uh, now, I don't, if that's true, would he really be walking on it? Right. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. I, I know it's not an Achilles tear because that's like a year out. Um, I'm still thinking it's something in his knee. I'm still thinking it's a knee thing, but it's one that's not super fucking serious that like he's able because like you can walk on a torn ACL. You can even walk on a torn MCL. You know, it's it's very uncomfortable, but you can do it now. The length of the surgery, t- the length of the recovery times on those are normally a little bit different. You know what I mean? Uh, your MCL is is more of a major ligament. So that's like a, like a nine to a year. And at yeah, MCL, we see that a ACLs are normal. Like I've seen guys come back from ACL tears in like four months. So I, I, I'm personally, and this, you know, I know nothing. I'm saying this is an ACL injury, and he he got surgery on it. According to them, it was a successful surgery, and he's already going to be starting rehab. Yeah, um, like best case scenario, he'll be back in a few weeks. Um. Yep, walking, so we got talking, for, maybe. We got Forbidden Door at the end of this month. 
uh, I think the next pay-per-view after that is in September, so plenty of time to come yep. back and have the unification match. Oh, yeah. Plenty of it. But then that's that's the whole thing. You know, how are they playing this unification role? Yeah, um, do they want, is he really going to be out? You know, how how long is he really going to be out? I'm thinking he they may try to save him all the way up, maybe till like November, December. But then again, in my mind, I've I've fantasy booked the crap out of this thing about four different times. So, but it, it honestly, right now, my favorite one is we're getting Cena Hashi versus CM Punk, which is basically Cena Punk, yeah, at Wrestle Kingdom, yeah, AEW World Title, like my. Initial reaction was great. We're going to get a repeat of when Punk returned as champion to confront Cena as champion. And it's going to be like a mirror image. But I don't know if he's going to be. I mean, if he's walking, then he'll be back in time for uh, Forbidden Door to do that. He doesn't have to take a bump. Well, that's the thing. You don't even have to pitch it at Forbidden Door. Like, my thing is, is the way I'm spinning this is, is, is you have Tanahashi be your champ for a while. Tanahashi's been has has done stints in the states before, and I don't think he would have an issue hanging out in the U.S. for you know, call it ten weeks, you know, from fucking you know, just from like here to like August, you know what I mean? Or you know, like the beginning of whenever the beginning of the uh, uh, G one is, which I think is like the end of Jan, end of July. Yeah, I know so it's he after went- Love Island, so it's our reward for putting up with that shit. Exactly. So it's, so he wins the belt, hangs out for maybe call it three weeks. You know what I mean? And then he's the IW, the, not the IWGP, the AEW World Champion is now in a grueling G1 Climax tournament along with some other AEW guys. That's why he's not defending the AEW World Championship, putting more focus on the TNT title, this new Atlantic title, which I'll get into, by the way. Love the design. Can't stand the name, but I'll talk about that why. Um, you know, but it, 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 all these other belts, like, they have a shit ton. But when you take away the big AEW title and you put it on a guy who's doing work somewhere else, you can focus everything else you can make giant stars with these so-called mid-card titles and i think that if you do it right it'll work out perfectly now i mean you can always have the thing where it's just moxley there and he's the champ and oh i'm the real champ and we get mox and scene and mox and punk but i'm like eh, i don't know when the idea of wrestle kingdom and punk and tanahashi came in i said if you're gonna do it you got to do it all the fuck out and the last time an outside championship was defended at a Wrestle Kingdom was the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Oh, no. I, it's actually Ring of, Honor. Ring of Honor. That's right. No, Ring of Honor. So, I mean, that's... I'm, I, I don't know. I like that idea, but then again, I don't know how TK feels. I don't know how the Thunder Snow's hitting this week. Can't gauge it. No, either way, so we, we know we're going to get Mox. Um, he beat Kyle O'Reilly this, well, last night. First yep, and off, then we got Hiroki Goto and Tanahashi at Dominion, which, by the way, was a thrown-together match. They had no idea. TK yeah. called fucking Gato and was like, hey, bro, we need to figure something out. Because I was looking and at the Gato's bracket like, and thinking, wait a minute, I thought Tanahashi was already a shoe in for it, but uh, okay. 
That's what I thought too. But apparently the match was originally supposed to be, you know, AEW World Championship, uh, Punk and Tanahashi. But when Tanahashi, yeah. when Punk got hurt, they're like, well, what do we do? What are we doing? And so now they're making it since they're making it an interim tournament. You know, now Tanahashi's a part of it. Well, who are you going to face to make this a compelling story? And there were so many people, and I was one of them. I was like, fucking Hiroki Goto. Goto, really? Like, you couldn't have done Ishii. You couldn't have done Suzuki. You couldn't have done, you know, all these other dudes. And I guess there's a reasoning for it, and I don't know what it is yet. Um, probably because those guys are all going to have matches at Forbidden Door. I don't, yeah. again, I don't know. So we will see. Uh, well, the Battle Royal was fun. Um, Fuck Kyle, yeah, it was. Kyle O'Reilly looked great coming out of it as a winner. I don't know if I've ever seen a four-star Battle Royal, but that's what that was. Easily four stars. It was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple of teases, too. Um, particularly with the big guys, Keith Lee and Big Lance. Oh, hoss me down. <laughs> I, can feel the, I can feel the apartment shaking now. Yeah, I'm really enjoying Keith Lee and Swerve as a tag team, but it was a brief moment where I thought maybe Keith was going to chef him out, but no, no, he, he was a loyal tag team partner. I still think that they're going to remain good tag partners, but yeah, there's going to be some inner animosity for a little bit, but that's cool, whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, the All-Atlantic Championship has been announced. Uh, very unexpected. Mm-hmm. Very left field. Um, it. My little gripe of it is obviously it's all Atlantic, which is basically U.S. and Europe. Yeah, you got like uh, Japan being represented. Is that not the Pacific? That is the Pacific. That's that was my number (laughs) one gripe of this title. I'm like, you do know that Japan's in the Pacific Ocean, right? And they're like Atlantic because of Mid Atlantic. And I'm like, I understand, Tony. I get it. But like, you might as well have just called it like the international title because that's the concept behind this is they want a belt that's going to be able to travel. So, yeah. But the thing that also kills me is it's fucking four qualifying matches and then a four-way. So it's basically the same exact way that they did the King of Pro Wrestling trophy in New Japan. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I always like the idea of an international title where you have like a four-way of multiple nationalities all representing one country. That's um, what it looks like they're going to do. So the tournament we've got, well, Park just beat Buddy Matthews, uh, representing the UK. We got Ethan Page representing Canada up against Miro, uh, representing Bulgaria. Penta, obviously, representing Mexico. Uh, Malachi Black representing the Netherlands. And then we got two guys from New Japan. Which I have heard uh, of nothing yet. Granted, I did not finish my episode with Dave and stuff, so... Yeah, no, I'm sure they decided the bracket, just the logo. Somebody who was that? Somebody like fucking around, and they're like, if um, they're like, if Jay White loses, this is his way in. But I'm like, I I have a funny feeling they're gonna hold this match at Dominion as well. So yeah, we'll see. That could work, because then but of course then, the finals at Forbidden Door. So let's see, Mid-Atlantic, let's think of two guys that it would it would travel freely, and the first two that come to mind are Suzuki and Ishii. They would travel without question. Uh, maybe you get some fucking LA Dojo guys? I mean, it said New Japan. It didn't have to say from where. Yeah. So, 
Uh, but Jay White would work. I mean, we've already had Buddy from Australia, but Jay White's New Zealand. It's a little bit different. Yeah, they're a little different. <laughs> Don't confuse them because they'll get mad at you. Yeah, the accents are very similar, but they're also very different. Um, but yeah, I like the title too. It's I like AEW going the like old school route with their titles. Yes. They like the old school titles. Um, so when I saw this one, I instantly thought that's very similar to the the Owen Hart belts, which mm-hmm. are also like throwbacks to like the Mid Atlantic days. I believe it was no. What belt was that? The it was like a replica of like an old NWA belt. Really old, yeah. Yeah. The territory days should have said. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, the territory days. Um, but speaking of titles, Wardlow wants the TNT title. He said he didn't want to be in the battle royal because, um, he wants to face Punk at a hundred percent, which I love. Yeah, like, great line. I want like I want to face the real champ, but he's injured, so I'm gonna wait. Go for a different makes, title. I like that. Makes perfect sense. But then he says, like, you know, you know, this belt's been diminished. And I'm like, yeah, Scorpio hasn't done that bad. But okay, I guess. But I know he's more referring about like what Sammy and all that shit. Yeah, that, but that I felt like it was a total it. burial. Yeah. Not a well. The belt looks good on Scorpio. He's really coming to his own as a singles champion. But yeah, mm-hmm. that feud with Sammy and Ty sucked. Big time. And and now all of a sudden. Um, American top team of heels again. Oh yeah, one week later, they they were faces by default because of Sammy and Ty. Yeah, because <laughs> the people wanted to hate Sammy and Ty. <laughs> um, so that should be good. Wardlow going for the TNT title, and I would not be disappointed at all if he won it. No, no means at all. He would be. It'd be awesome. Uh, and then we got Will Ospreay making his debut. With, oh uh, with my United God, Empire. that boy Billy. He looked very different. I don't know what it was about him, but he looked different. Um, I don't but know anyway, if you've seen him since he's packed on some serious weight. That's probably what it was. He he, he is packed on. He, I remember watching little old Billy Osprey, little skinny feller, and then this guy during COVID said, "Watch me get gigantic," <laughs> and fucking boy did he ever! He got heavyweight status for sure. And he looks awesome. And yeah, when he came out, that was a giant pop. There was a lot of people that mm-hmm. recognized him. Some of them were like, who? They're like, fucking Will Ospreay. They're like, I don't know, but I'm cheering anyway. Um, Aaron Horarne, think- glad to see he came with him. That was the, the brown dude in the suit with the great mustache. And then Aussie Open. If you have never heard of Aussie Open, just I need you to Google them. And I need you to watch anything from them. And that's not a joke. I don't. I I had no idea who these guys were. They did a New Japan Strong show, and fucking blew my mind. These guys are so fucking good. I, I'm like, where the fuck have you guys been? Oh, they've been killing it up in Australia. Well, I don't fucking know nothing about it, Jack. I don't think and anybody knows see- anything about Australian wrestling. Exactly. And then I fucking see him in New Japan, and these guys are fucking killing it. This is an excellent team. Now, it makes me worry, however, um, of what match we might get at Forbidden Door. Now, I was originally thinking we were going to get FTR versus the Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb, hoping that Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon would win the tag titles this weekend. If they did, you can have the Ring of Honor versus the IWGP tag titles 
winner take all. And then that, you know, could mean great things for FTR, meaning FTR going to Japan and putting on bangers with fucking great tag team after great tag team, considering that their world tagling is also going to be starting soon. Yeah. Or you have a reason for the great Ocon and Jeff Cobb to hang out in the States. Like, where is there a loss? But we may also go 10 man at this point. You know, considering there's Billy, there's Billy Ospreay, there's Aussie Open, you know what I mean? They may just make it one of the multi-mans and say, well, you know, let's get everybody in here. But I would love the tag. I would much rather the tag. If uh, if there's one thing TK and Vince have in common, they love big tag matches. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The tags. But yeah, Will did get a very big pop and a genuine, oh my God, from the commentary team. Mm-hmm. And a holy shit. And of course, a holy shit. Um, also on the topic of Forbidden Door, Hangman also wasn't in the Battle Royal. It was his first appearance since losing the title. Um, but he wants a different title. He's going after. He wants. He wants to go after the IWGP title. He wants Okada. Um, of course, Adam Cole was there to step in and say, "Wait a minute, what about Jay White?" Yeah, you have to play that whole thing into notion now with that. And as much as I know I will get some heat for this, who's a bigger name? Jay White or Kazuchika Okada? I, I okay. literally popped just because Hangman said the word Okada on Dynamite. And and trust me, we all did. There was we were quite literally screaming in the TSK. I had to stand up and stand over there and yell because <laughs> I'm a I was a fear of like breaking eardrums and such. The name Okada alone literally just rings in a wrestling fan's ear and their mind goes a million miles an hour. For those that know him, for those that don't, it still rings in their ear. Who is this guy? I've heard this name. Who is this guy? We've seen Jay White. We know what he can do. And yes, he single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden. I'll fight you to that one. That's great. I love it. But this is bigger. This is more, okay? And it has to be Okada. So it's probably going to be Okada, Hangman, and Adam Cole, three-way, super banger. Okada's still going to win. Okada is very much final boss. A thousand percent. A thousand. He is is the good-looking Bowser. (laughs) That's what he is. Oh, man. Um, I'm pretty sure he got a huge pop, too. Just with his name being mentioned. Oh, yeah. He was just like, oh, people are fucking, oh, yeah, all the Japanese fans at home. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the great thing, too, for those of you who are still downplaying everything that AEW is doing. They're literally streaming Dynamite and Rampage into Japan now. Yeah. because Because of all of the Japanese talent they're starting to use. Great, but but it's not that big of a deal, right? It's never a big deal. <laughs> when the E does it, then it was just which fucking gigantic win. Yeah, well, it's Ross, the test Ross, of the New Japan world. What? <laughs> What's the New Japan world? But again, what, what was it two, three years ago when B Dry was trying to stay and they were like going to work out a deal? Oh, this is going to be gigantic. Yeah, didn't happen. And all those pictures of fucking Vince and like Jushin Liger came out. <laughs> Oh, look, Vince worked with New Japan once. Right? Oh, what a mark. I'm just kidding. In the 80s. 
in the nineties, early nineties. I think it's like 90, 90, 91, something like that. That's when Vince actually liked working with other promotions. So that's when he admitted the existence of other promotions. When that's when he knew what wrestling was outside of the WWF. Yeah, it's sad what happens when you get older. Um, so moving on, AEW are pretty much trying to kill Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Chris. I think, yeah, <laughs> that's my Just, only guess at this point. <laughs> Like, I know he agreed. It may even have been his and Matt's idea, but just the look on his face when Christian said ladder match, Jeff's like, here we go again. Like, bro, I just, come on. I just got off a two-week break, and you want me to what? And he's already telling himself, (laughs) okay, well, you know, we got to jump off a 20-footer, and Matt's, like, telling him, no, you don't. I'm fucking Jeff Hardy. If I don't jump off a 20-foot ladder, somebody's going to get mad. Well, I don't give a shit. I do, Matt. I do. I can I'm, already I'm, see it. Literally, I'm Jeff Hardy. I cannot have a ladder match and not jump off a 20-footer. <laughs> they will take my contract away. <laughs> I'll oh, never God. be in the Hall of Fame. I'll never. <laughs> They'll never put me there. But, um, I mean, providing he take, I mean, he's got plenty of experience. Providing he takes the bump safely, it should be a crazy match. Um... Jurassic Express, Young Bucks, and the Hardy Boys, well, Hardys, in a freeway ladder match. Guessing this is where Christian turns heel. Like, it's much easier to just shove a ladder. Yeah, big time. Um, Now, this is where I, like, I go back and forth. Because is TK actually considering pulling the triggers on giving the Hardys the titles? Or is this an easy way to get the Bucks to belts? And as much as I want to say it's that, I really, really think it's going to go the other way. And I don't like that. And I'm not going to be happy if it happens. I don't think these guys need a tag title run. The Hardys do not need a tag title run. In my opinion, you need to get their fucking dream matches out of the way. And they need to be gone before Christmas. And that is my own personal opinion. I'm sorry, if you guys love them, I don't give a shit if they got a three-year contract. I do not need to see the Hardys in such a capacity anymore. It is done. The nostalgia feel is gone. I mean, and again, and again, I was a dude that was at the LA Forum who did not pop for the Hardy music, did not pop for anything Matt did, and did not chant delete. So, again, I'm not about any of this. I'm over it. Get it off my television. There you go. I mean, you've got me on the flip side, but I will say as much as they don't, they don't need another tag title run. But it would be kind of nice if they, like, have a full set. But that's just it. See, there, there you go. But, see, that's the great thing is, is, is you can see it in a different light. I would love to hear Trav's idea of this. He's a, he's a fucking giant Hardy fan sleeps with the Jeff emblem and got his thing tattooed and the autograph tattooed. And he had sex with Jeff once and, you know, <laughs> on a 20 foot ladder, on a 20 foot ladder. Cause that's how Jeff gets done. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much divided. Yes. I'm a Hardy boys. Mark always have been, always will be, but you're also a little bit of a realist. Yeah. Surely it's getting close to the end. Um, Jeff's getting more and more banged up. 
by the week, man. By the week. This dude got hurt in a regular tag match with the Bucks. Had to sit out the next week where his, you know, uh, brother came out instead. And so he couldn't take, he couldn't do anything that week. Didn't do anything last or this week. So it's like, and then you're just bam, here, fucking ladder match. Cause that's the only thing we, we see you in ladder matches and that's the only thing that works. It's like, yeah, they, like, as you said, when you started this whole thing, they want to kill Jeff. They're like, oh, will he die this week? Who knows? Tune in next week. <laughs> see the exciting conclusion. I mean, I hope he doesn't. But... No, please don't die. <laughs> I don't need to see you die. I just would like, I would just would, I would much appreciate it if you just like gracefully bow out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm also, I'm also not a fan of the pancakes once on. I know he does it to protect his back now, but it just looks. I mean, so he got awkward. one good one off. Yeah, when he when he first debuted, he hit a beautiful swan song. Yeah. And then he went back to the pancake. And then the pancake. The pancake bomb. <laughs> the pancake bomb. I love it. <laughs> also, final bit from AEW, they teased Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. I mean, if that's, that's your next way to go, if that's your way to get the belt off of her, go for it. I mean... Yeah, that's what I love that- about it. I want to see the belt on Tony. That's been the thing. It's, it's 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 she is again. Thunder Rosa's gotten the hangman treatment. And she's gotten stale rather fast, and it's time to move on. Tony Storm is a great candidate. I think that that would work out perfectly. Um, but can we fucking get her moving there? But you know what I mean. I need to I need to get this going because the reality is, is you give Tony Storm that belt, you open up all these feuds. You got Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, Britt Baker again, Tony Storm. Uh, Serena Deeb, you know, because you got worker versus worker. That's the thing. Tony Storm is one of the better women's workers, giving someone the recognition of the world title, allowing them to hopefully carry some of this other division would be cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for like Brit and Jade. Like that's what I'm waiting on now. Yeah. Brit and Jade. Um, I mean, they're also like pushing Marina Shafir as a. A little bit more of a dude. That was the longest woman. match I've ever seen her in. Right, but the only thing that annoyed me is, like, obviously she lost pretty clean, and then her killer instinct kicked in, and she like started choking out Thunder Rose. Like, where where was that aggression in the match? You're like Seriously. you're a former fucking MMA fighter. Yeah, at one point signed to the UFC, never fought, but signed. Better than Punk, but hey, there you go. <laughs> There's a W somewhere. There's always a silver lining. The only thing that matters is the ending. It's the most important part of the story, the ending. And this one... It's very good. On this show, we tell stories verbally, physically, mentally, spiritually. But at the end of the day, there's beginnings, there's middles, and there's endings. And sometimes we have to rewrite our own ending. Through obstacles, through challenges, we adapt, we grow, we evolve. But most importantly, we learn. Hell, we even take it to the max. Or do we? 
Now, I know what you're thinking. Mike, where are you going with this? You'll see where I'm going with it. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. If we've made you laugh, cry, or pissed you off, please hit the sub or follow button because we're here every Thursday. Goddamn right. Time now for a brand new segment and one that you can play along to, people. It may become one of our favorite segments. It's time for Guess the Wrestler. Oh, shit. I wonder who this could possibly be. Guess the Wrestler. He's the bestler, better than all the wrestler. He'll rule that ass. Gotta love, that's the greatest thing ever. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Um, I had will, so much fun will. singing that too. I don't. <laughs> it was so much fun. We will attest on this show every single week. Ready to Rumble is one of the greatest movies ever. If you disagree, then you got a problem, Jack. If you disagree, you don't really like wrestling as much as you think you do. Mm-hmm. That was a fucking classic. <laughs> so, um, what are we going to do? One minute on the clock? One minute. That's what I got right here. One minute. Guess Let, the wrestler. Let's set one rule, too. So if I ask if it's a current champion, we cannot ask which specific championship it is, because obviously that'll give it away. Yeah. Current, right. active, you know, the whole gimmicks. All right. You All right, ladies? then. Let's go. All right, and your time starts now. All right, WWE or AEW? Uh, WWE. Male or female? Male. Uh, Raw or SmackDown? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't matter he was, anymore. He was Raw. Um, so currently active? No. Okay. Um, active in the Ruthless Aggression era? No. Uh, former world champion? Yes. Hall of Fame? Yes. Oh. Uh, was he part of a stable? No. Okay. Uh, main events in WrestleMania? Yes. 15 seconds. Damn. Um, shit, who's in the Hall of Fame? It's main events in WrestleMania and isn't active anymore. Oh, shit. Uh, Kurt Angle? No. Damn. Um, That's time, but I I, re- I want to give you an extra 30, and I want to give you okay. this fun clue. He was one of the first to move to WCW. 30 seconds. Oh, Brett. No. Uh, Scott Hall. Kevin, no. Kevin Nash. No. no. Goldberg. No, he started in WCW. What the fuck am I talking about? Savage. No, he wouldn't have been on Raw. Nope, you're right. Oh, it was Macho Man Randy Savage. I guess. Yeah, there wasn't a SmackDown back then, so he had to be Raw. He was Raw. <laughs> he was pretty much Raw, and what was it? Superstars back then. Main evented yeah. WrestleMania. I believe it was four. Yes. So, yep. 
Good nice. try. See, that's the thing. See, that's the great thing about this whole thing is it's going to literally make you go down every fucking archived file in your head of who you might have. And every tunnel was just pitch black. That's the problem. Where the fuck am I going next? Where am I going now? <laughs> You're literally throwing a rock down a tunnel and hoping for the best. Okay. Um, we have another new segment now, and it's time to switch to your telecommunications machine because we're about to ask TikTok. This is later talk down. You told the AEW guys to stay oh, away. One. I don't play that at all. So let's get into white. So, first of all, we want to know first question for the TikTokers um, Should Cody have wrestled with a torn peck? Was it a good decision or a bad decision? Did it look good for WWE or bad for WWE? Let us know uh, in the responses, comments, right. whatever. Stitch, comment, duet. You guys know the gimmick. Hit it all down there below. Make sure you tag Max Wrestling. Let us know your answers. Was he foolish for getting in the ring with a torn bicep? Fool of a took. Next question. Uh, who should become the AEW interim world champion at Forbidden Door? We know uh, Mox is an option. We know Tanahashi or Goto is an option. Who's it going to be? Who would you rather it be? Um, and then, of course, you have to think about who's going to go up against Punk when he comes back. So who do you think should be the interim world champion? Um, and even then, should uh, that person beat Punk or should Punk continue his reign? There's a lot of avenues in that one. And should Punk become the first ever two-time AEW champ? That would be cool. Well, he or Mox could be. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mo. Um, and final question. Uh, was kicking Edge out of the Judgment Day the right call? Or was it way too soon? Did it make no sense? Did it make you question your mortality? Let us know. Those are the questions we want answered. Repost, stitch, duet, whatever the hell it is you kids do. And let us know. We'll get back to you on the show next week. And if you're very lucky... Moses will get back to you on the app during the week. Fucking A, right. Get them comments going. So later talk down. We'll see how it goes next week. Um, all right. We're not going to take you through history this week because we wanted to see how long the new segments would take us. And turns out not very long. <laughs> However, uh, Moses will be taking you on a r- 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 rewind in just a little bit. Okay. But first... Coming up on July 14th, the next Max Wrestling event and the first new event since 2018. It's time to fight for the knowledge. The new knowledge champion, Travis Walker Anderson, will defend his title in old school full trivia mayhem. Who is walking into Promo Slam to defend the title against the Phoenix? Plus, Travis has all the gold. The television championship will also be on the line. That is also over the shoulder of Travis. His opponent will be the winner of the first ever Ring of Games Cup after four consecutive weeks of many Ring of Games, which begins next week. Next week. And finally, as I prepare to defend the World Championship against Travis at Promo Slam, we will hear from the Jester. Always unexpected. For more information, go to matchwrestling.net slash fight. Fight for the knowledge. I just got that. Shout out to the devil. You're welcome. I like it. Love it. All right. Now, um, kind of a new segment. It's just not NXT anymore. It's the A to B of Retro Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. 
That's right. The name is catchy. <laughs> All right. So to quickly jump into this one, if you guys are following along, Retro Rewind is back. However, this one's going to be kind of different. What I'm going to start doing is I'm going to give you highlights of the episode that is going to drop rather than highlights of an episode that has already dropped. So that way, if you're listening along, you're not just like, oh, here we go. Skip. Nope. This is a reason for you to listen in next week. So for those listening next week, we are uh, on episode 59 of Retro Rewind, which is October 28th, 1996 for both WWF Monday Night Nitro and WCW's Monday Night Raw. Uh, very quickly for uh, for Monday Night Raw, we get to see some, I, and, and this is the problem with goddamn retro shows, and it's these fucking gimmick nerds. I have no idea who Salvatore Sincere is. All I know is is when Jesse James fucking road dog is double J looking exactly like Jeff Jarrett goes out there to wrestle you, it, it, it's, a, it's a weird one, and by God, was it weird. We also had a back-and-forth segment between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart. Steve Austin being in studio, Bret Hart being at home in Calgary. I will just say that this is the week before Steve Austin goes to Brian Pillman's house and we start the Attitude Era. Uh, so I will mention for this one, my wrestler of the week, believe it or not, coming out of left goddamn field, it was Crush for WWF. Wow. For the WWF side. So he was the nominee he was the nominee. Um, as for those who know, there is a poll up or there's a poll that's going to go up on the RWT and up on Twitter for those to pick wrestler of the week. I have three candidates this week uh, for WWF. There was only one and it was actually there's two. It's Crush and it's HBK, which anybody, nobody should be shocked because HBK and British Bulldog had a banger in the main event, which that just seems to be a thing for Raw back in the day is it was a one match show. You went out there, you told a bunch of bullshit stories, you had a couple of crappy matches, and then you had one pay-per-view-ish one. Yeah. Uh, then you had episode 59 for WCW's Monday Night Nitro from Phoenix, Arizona. Started off uh, pretty okay. Juventud Guerrero, St uh, Lord Steven Regal gave that three, uh, gave that a quarter, was that one in three-fourth quarter? Um, this match was actually really good. Diamond Dallas Page, Mike Enos gave it three and a half. Mike Enos is a dude that randomly knows how to work really well. And when he does and turns it on, he turns it on well, and it's awesome. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Ricky Morton had a decent match. Not too bad. Jeff Jarrett, ever since showing up in fucking WCW, I swear to God, his promo skills have gone down. He fumbles and bumbles one line a week. That's a guarantee. One line a week. Um, this dude by the name of Jimmy Graffiti, for those who are willing to go back in the day and check out by a guy by the name of Jimmy Graffiti, is an excellent white dude that can work lucha like nobody's business. He went up against Rey Mysterio, had a good three-star match. However, this guy would not stop awkwardly staring into the hard cam, so it got weird. Um, speaking of got weird, there was a match between Benoit and Guerrero, which you would immediately think is like four and a half, five stars. These dudes were so fucking beat up from the pay-per-view the night before. They both came out taped up. Apparently, Benoit had a separated shoulder. They would hit each other and sell for four minutes. And then hit <laughs> each other and sell again for four more minutes. And I'm just like, I can't watch this. Like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? It was it was just, it was bad. You had Booker T, Lex Luger. Um, it was fine. I gave it two and three, four. So it was, you know, both shows worth one thumb up. They were worth um, it's it's my review for these are worth it. Um, I do talk some some serious shit. 
about Steve Austin and how he's ripping Vince McMahon a new one, dropping the whole uh, behind the curtain of we know Gorilla Monsoon's not in charge. You are. So when are you going to do something about my attitude that you don't like so much? You know, you had that. And then, of course, for WCW side, you got a whole hell of a lot of the NWO. The NWO was all over, especially the ending of this one. We got a um, a repeated segment from uh, Roddy Piper's debut from last week's or last weekend's Halloween Havoc. And I, they replayed the entire segment when he came out and the whole everything. And then we ended up spending all of seven or eight minutes at the end of the show listening to Hogan pretty much lie about the interaction that we just watched on television and then uh, did a pose down for five minutes as the show cut off the air because it's Hulk Hogan. So, but that was retro rewind. I got to admit that I'm I'm so fucking happy to be back doing these shows. Um, Right now, my wrestlers of the week nominees are as follows for those who are listening again, Twitter, SMR Podnet, And if you're on the RWT Facebook page, there's another one, or it'll also be on the max wrestling Facebook page as well. Uh, the three wrestling uh, wrestlers of the week candidates I have for you are Ray Mysterio. I'm sorry, the giant actually for a promo he cut in the crowd. One of the best fucking promos I've ever heard the giant cut ever. Whoever wrote this for him should have wrote his fucking promos for the rest of his life. Um, <laughs> so the giant for his promo in the crowd, DDP for his match against Mike Enos, even though I will totally give Mike Enos a nod. And uh, there, of course, was HBK. And then who, what fucking nerd did I say? Oh yeah. Crush. Kona crush. Jesus Christ. When you mentioned crush as wrestler of the week, you know, it was a bad week in retro, but it's like, I tell y'all it is a fun. Listen, we go back all the way. Like I said, we're in 96. We're in 96 where the gimmicks were the thing for WWF and bringing in the cruiserweights was the thing for WCW. So if you like retro shows and you like podcasts where guys are screaming at the top of their lungs, yelling at a guy named Nick Patrick, then Retro Rewind is your spot to be. Ah, Nick Patrick. What a fucking nerd. By the way, that is the uh, the Retro Nerd of the Week. Nobody can out- <laughs> Well, Actually, you know what? No, that's not true. Nick Patrick's attorney, Alan Sharp, he is the Retro Nerd of the Week. This fucking guy is literally out there, like, serving everybody just the fucking, the business. Just the business. He's out there just fucking screaming at Chris Jericho. Do you know what slander is, Mr. Jericho? I'm like, oh, I'd punch you right in the mouth. This guy's a nerd. Wow. I can't even find a picture of him. He's trusted. I had to scour <laughs> the internet for this guy. I had to scour the internet. He, I ended up finding him as an actor. But yeah, his name is Alan Sharp. He was Nick Patrick's attorney. You had to, I literally wow. had to type that whole thing into Google. Nick Patrick's attorney, Alan Sharp. I typed I'm Alan like, Sharp WCW and got nothing. Exactly. <laughs> That's well, what happens. So we know the retro nerd of the week. Um, now we need to know the modern geek of the week. Hit the music, Jack. Hit the music. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. I think this week's geek of the week is is should be just obvious as fuck and how this guy's even like allowed on social media anymore is fucking beyond me 
And and the award this week goes none other than the fucking dumb shit meathead himself, Ryback, for talking shit on Twitter, talking right out the side of his fucking neck like a fucking moron, like he does each and every goddamn fucking week. And yes, I'm going to fucking rip on him for it. Like, just just stop, dude. Just stop. Like, I've never seen a guy quite literally dig his own grave more than I've seen Ryback. Like... If you ever wanted to bury yourself, you need to find Ryback on Twitter, ASAP. He will fucking, he is the greatest coach of how to bury your own fucking person than anybody I've ever fucking seen. Just, well, wow. Um, as promised to the Phoenix, I promised him I'd mention it. He joined the elusive club. Well, it's not very elusive, actually, of getting blocked by Ryback. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was blocked years ago, so I couldn't respond to one of his stupid tweets, but Phoenix did. I'll say Phoenix, bro. Um, I need a, we need we need a screenshot. We got to put that bitch on the show. Yeah, I need to find it right now. Do we need this? <laughs> I said I'm a part of the club. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it was the the tweet that Ryback posted about when Punk got injured. That karma rules. Like what a fucking shut up. So uh, just shut the fuck up. Obviously, because I can't respond to him because I'm blocked. I'm blocked on like four different accounts by Ryback, by the way, because I got the Max account. Like, did, what did he whatever. do? Just go by everybody's everything and just start block, 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 block. The second you mention wrestling, block, 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 block. Anything negative, or if you disagree with him in the slightest, block. Sounds like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, because I can't reply, I posted to the Max group. Um, yes, Karma does rule. That's why he gets no bookings and. No major promotion has touched him in four years. Um, So because Phoenix wasn't blocked, he responded with that to him. And Ryback blocked the Phoenix. (laughs) Welcome to the club, Phoenix. It's not very exclusive. (laughs) Go get your T-shirt. Oh, they still have them? (laughs) I thought they ran out by now. Oh, yeah, Ryback definitely deserves to be Geek of the Week. It's amazing that I think it's his first time as Geek of the Week. That's very amazing. How in the fuck is it only his first time? <laughs> because it's usually like Joe Gacy. Yeah, that's okay. You know what? Yeah, you're, you're... <laughs> or well, then again, like, look at like, Joe Gacy is a fucking nerd. It's either Gacy or Giant Edge, usually. But Well, that's why I'm so glad I'm not watching NXT anymore. <laughs> I mean, and I'm, I will admit, Nick Patrick is definitely going to get a lot of them, or Nick, somebody oh. working with Nick Patrick is going to get a lot. But then again, we we don't know. That's the great thing about retros; it's 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 literally uh, played by ear, as they say. Yeah. All right, time now for the best of the week to finish off the show. Um, first up, wrestler of the week. I I can't think of anybody else um that deserves it more. I, actually, I was thinking of Mox, but then the more I thought about it, the more I thought I can't not give it to Cody for that performance. The balls. Yeah, the the cojones to go out the there with the back. alone. Just man, nuts, and pretty much Quite the little. entire wrestling world has. Agreed that that was nuts. And Again, was when you're very brave. Pat, when they talk about you on Pat McAfee's show and they can't even truly laugh at the fucking uh, you, you tore your tit. 
You know, because they, they give a shit more about how fucking brave and uh, just fucking bananas you are for that. Like, that's fucking huge, bud. Uh, it's, it's, it's huge. Again, when the dudes you left are taking notice of what you're doing, good on you, bro. Now, I really wish you wouldn't have. I don't need you constantly, you know, being that motherfucking injured. You're already going to be out six months, you know. But, I mean, if you're also not going to add on to it, who fucking cares? Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you can push through, push through. More power to you. More power to you. Um, moment of the week. I think we should give it to Will Ospreay's debut because it felt huge when he popped up in AEW. And like we said, we, he did get a big, big pop. A lot of people knew who he was. Um, oh, yeah. And you felt the impact of him being there. So definitely moment of the week goes to Ospreay. And it also drives home this New Japan invasion that we keep seeing more and more of each week on Dynamite. It's getting good, man. We're we're fucking less than we're about three weeks out. Yeah. From fucking for three we literally just had double or nothing. We had two weeks. Two two oh, sorry, two oh, that's right, fucking two weeks. So we you know, we've we just had the fucking show at the LA forum. The fucking Ontario rampage was hot as shit, according to fucking uh, people I know that were in the crowd. Nice. You, you you know it's it's they're on a fucking roll right now. You brought in you know the great Ocon's been there, Jeff Cobb, Ozzy Open. You know you brought all of UE. Will Osprey showed up. I'm sure Jay White may come next week or something. You know for all we know, more dudes are coming just to help build Forbidden Door. That's fucking huge. It's huge, and we haven't had a bad dynamite because of it. Ever no. since the announcement of Forbidden Door, every dynamite has been excellent. Yeah, they're, they're killing it with this New Japan relationship. Thank God. This should have been happening forever ago, but fucking COVID screwed us. Now we're telling COVID to go fuck itself. So, for dumbest moments of the week, uh, yeah. this was actually the first one that I picked. It was very easy this week. Becky Lynch competes for the 24-7 title on Raw. Literally, it was a one-on-one match, Becky versus Dana for the 24-7 title. Um, what? I Why? <laughs> what? I, I don't get it. Why? I, uh... Okay. Well, I... I... All I know about that motherfucking thing is I've been seeing Dana Brooke hold it and like defend it like a normal belt. And like, as far as I, has she still been chased by goons all week long? Uh, oh, wait, wait a minute. This wasn't for the 24 7. So she was against Dana Brooke and then the 24 7 goons got involved and then uh, Dana pinned. Yeah. But wouldn't it still be on the line because it's 24 7? Well, it. it Kind of was, yeah. So um, Tozawa, who was a 24-7 champion, showed up at ringside. Uh, everybody else got involved. Dana Brooke rolled him up, and Becky Lynch just like, what the fuck's uh, going Dana on? Ah, Dana Brooke won it back. Gotcha. Yeah. But that, so there's the... Oh, wait. So that this is where I'm getting confused now. So Dana Brooke won it back. Then we come back from the break. It's Becky versus Dana for the 24-7 title. So it was just a singles match. And then because Dana Brooke won the 24-7 title back, they turned it into a title match. This is why I don't watch because even reading, like even if you watched it, you couldn't explain that. So like, that's like that's stupid. like that's the problem. 
It's like, what the fuck, bro? How can I make sense of this? How can I re-explain this to somebody? (laughs) 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 That's what I'm driving at. This is the problem with this product. So, Becky Lynch, who, one of your biggest stars in WWE, was at one point literally the face of the company. She was getting more opportunities than the men. She was probably getting paid about as much as Roman. Um, she's main evented WrestleMania. She's pushed a ton of merchandise. She's just come off a feud with Bianca Belair, and now she's in with Vasca. And you put her in a twenty four seven title match, the the joke title, the title that the drove Jeff Hardy title. away from WWE. Yep. Um, and and Dana Brooke Joe won. Briscoe won. Bullshit. Dana won with a little bit of interference from Asuka. So, so there you go. Um, Becky competing for the 24-7 title is the dumbest moment of the week. Makes perfect and sense, I, too. I can't wait. I don't think I've seen anybody do it, but if they have, I, I point me in the direction of people defending this shit. Oh, please don't be defending this shit. <laughs> that, that's, I, that's, that, no, that's, no, that, I won't tolerate that one. No. Nuh-uh. Uh, and your week is complete. So thank you everybody for spending your Thursday with us. You know where to find us at Max Racing UK on Twitter and at the Captain512 and SMRPodnet. Once again, the website is maxrassing.net. And don't forget maxrassing.net slash fight for fight for the knowledge information. And now let's not be puns on that geeks because this is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. As you guys heard from our newest, loveliest segment, we're going to A to the B to the Retro Re. Retro Rewind episode 59 will be dropping. What I'm going to try to do um, is I would really like to do a double episode. But if I do that, then you guys don't get a preview for 60. So we'll see how it works out. But for sure, on Monday, episode 59 will drop. If not, it'll drop sooner and then you'll get 60 on Monday. But I will stay on the socials for that. Uh, Bolt rant, as like I said in weeks past, we're in OTA times. There's not too much to talk about. We could talk about camp battles. We can do that. Um, there is a giant special coming from that. Uh, there is. I'm getting multiple Charger fans in a room. We're gonna have just basically like a live, uh, just fucking rant at this point because we really. I I was gonna do this whole thing where we were all gonna be at our houses and do our shows and this and that and they're just like dude we all live in san diego we'll just come to yours i'm like all right cool so that's gonna be the plan uh as soon as it gets like finalized we'll talk about it but um in reality you know it's it's very we're very standstill over here on the football world so that's why retro is ramping up ramping up fast and uh i cannot wait make sure you're doing the Twitters, make sure you're on the Facebooks. I need your guys' votes. We got to find Wrestler of the Week because that's how the shows end. The shows end with the Wrestler of the Week's theme being played, and it's always a fun little gesture right after listening to one of your new favorite podcasts. So, yeah, check that out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Apple Music, whatever the fuck. Uh, Everywhere you'll find Max Wrestling, you can find Smart Mark Radio and Retro Rewind. Yes, and go vote for Crush because I want to hear his theme. Fuck yeah. I'm with that one. (laughs) Um, and also, I know I keep saying it's coming, but uh, the second half of season two of Open Road is coming soon. I just need to finish this at damn episode. But uh, hopefully it'll be up this weekend. Episode four. It's like I got to send you a big ass fucking SIM card or something. 
you know what? We actually shot. We actually shot some more for another two episodes the other day, uh, before we've even uploaded the episodes from before. So there's 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 like five episodes coming. Sweet. And with that said, join us next week for I don't know a stopgap before we do forbidden door predictions in two weeks. There's not much going on next week. We'll see what happens on SmackDown, Raw, Rampage, and Dynamite. Until then, you've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye and good night. Stop fucking the nonsense and pass the bill. Talk about the U.S., baby.